This is Joey Janela. This is Miley. Hello, this is Ricochet. This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Mike, you know what I find funny? What is it this week? <laughs> I love how that's what you just say every week. What is it this week? I mean, I forgot to say, you started for every week. Like, guess what, Mike? Can you believe this? Like, it's obviously like you know what really grinds So what is you know, it? Mike, you know what's weird? You, some, you verbally abuse me on this show, call me horrible names, and even on our live streams, you, you hit me sometimes and you just stand by while I get beaten up. And even you treat me better than, and then you treat me. You have a better sense of decorum than, uh, than uh, United than and United Airlines, or whatever that place is called. United, United Airlines. Just wait. Just wait till next week when I drag you. Okay, oh we're gonna go on a flight, and you're gonna be like, this guy isn't gonna give up his seat. Jesus Christ, that mm, horrible story there. But like, there you did something else to me, Mike, that I'm not forgiving you for. God, what, what? You forced me to watch all nine episodes of Wrestling Society X. And did you like it? I, I, I can say I've safely say that I've never seen anything like it, but I hesitate to call it good. This was really stupid. Come on, it was eight edited, eight edited episodes of total bullshit. Yeah, total bullshit. That's what I would call it. Get, I don't want to watch 20-minute episodes of friggin' electrified coffin matches and piranha matches. Oh, my God. Did it, that... it dude's getting set on fire. Dude's getting... Normal shit. Dude's getting set on fucking fire. It's... Wow, that was just utter, utter insanity. I cannot believe that. But, yes, we are back with another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. As always, is my, co- my partner in crime... Home milk, Mike. And me, Avenging Ben, bringing you all of the weird and wacky, wonderful news from the world of professional wrestling, both professional <laughs> and indie. We do have a very special guest tonight, which we will introduce in just a minute or two. But before we do, let's just wrap up the, re- the week in wrestling so far. JBL, yes. is still a, JBL is still a massive dickweed. Since 1998. In fact, I think that, that's still his t-shirt. T- B- biggest dick since 1997. <sighs> Ridiculous. I mean, I feel so bad for Mauro Ronaldo, man. (laughs) He did nothing to nobody. But you know what's the sad part is that JBL has a job for life. You know he does. It's like he's Vince McMahon's buddy. Yeah, the Vince McMahon loves himself some billionaires. He loves himself some billionaires, so he's that 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 dude has job security for life. And, And and you know the good friends when on Tuesday there were loud fire Bradshaw chants and they were edited out. Yep. And we want Morrow chants. So we know what WWE side whose side they're on. Yeah, it's blatantly obvious who who the who their dog in this fight is, unfortunately. Hashtag fire JBL. Hashtag fire JBL. Also in wrestling news, the superstar shakeup happened this week. We'll probably talk about this more after the interview and at near the end of the show, but quick capsule thoughts. Um, 
I'm not crazy about every single decision, but I feel like it's going to lead to some interesting stuff. What do you think? Some of the decisions I could see make sense, but there are some of them where I was like, really? Like that, like, we'll, we'll talk about it later. There was a lot of confusing ones and a lot of smart ones, but it's the draft. They usually never get it right, but I think this year they actually got it right. Yeah, yeah, they did. Ultimately, like I think SmackDown got dealt a much better hand than they did during the draft. They have, I think, they have the better people. Honestly, yes. I mean, they have Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, and AJ Styles. I think that's worth like nine dudes. Yeah, then you look at the rest of the roster; it's pretty much good. Yeah, they got Ty Dillinger, they got Charlotte, they got Tamina, they got everybody, all the good people. So did you really just put Tamina in that group of people? I mean, she was one of the unexpected appearances, so I'd say, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't say one of the top people. Oh, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Like, I, I'm just sort of lumping her together just because she was part of the part of the whole um, big surprise appearance thing. Yeah, I guess. But other than that, we'll definitely talk about that more in depth near the end of the show. Um other than that, there isn't a whole. There wasn't a whole. Sadly, like this, I'm so glad we have a very interesting guest tonight because there isn't a whole lot to talk about in the world of wrestling this week outside of some gossip news and a few updates. Yeah, nothing really. It's like I think like since like after WrestleMania is over, things start to die down. Yeah, so it's like what, I think so, that, so. That's what we're seeing. We're still having the WrestleMania hangover, as it was. Yeah, the draft did like the shakeup did happen, but it was like nothing major. So. Everybody is still pretty much doing what, what they're doing if they weren't doing this. Yes. But with all of that finally out of the way, I think it is finally time to bring in our special guest. Mike, would you like to clue the people in at home who, who may have never been to a House of Glory show who this gentleman we're talking to is? If you go to... <laughs> How am I supposed to say? Okay. He's a very interesting guest. Putting it mildly. And of all the people that we've had on the show, a lot of people could say, people can't believe we got him on our show. Yeah, it was easier to get, like, when we first proposed the idea to this guy, he was quite resistant to it. In fact, he, this guy has been quite, um, was quite vocal in the past that this guy does not like us. At shows, he's shot us nasty looks. He's yelled at us in the crowd. He's, he's said he's nasty al- he, he almost spit at me, so... He called us hairy bums on Twitter, and we finally were just thinking, dude, let's just air all of this out in the open. So if you've seen this man at a House of Glory show with his partner in crime, Richard Gibson, uh, Nikki Heat, and the Glory Foundation, yep. you pro- and this man, the only he's probably the only man who loves Donald Trump as much as Donald Trump loves himself. America's favorite son. Ladies and gentlemen, it's House of Glory's good Hank Flanders. So how are you? So how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. I just woke up from that very boring introduction. Yeah, lucky, yeah, yeah. We're lucky. You look. You're lucky. You got one at all. You fucking prick. Oh no! Just should insult the guests. Shouldn't insult the guests. Oh. You know what? You have a point. We 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 respect. We here at GWP like to have a fair amount of decorum. So let's do this right. I swear, Ben starts like all this shit. I swear. It's like, what do you mean I start all this shit? Did you just, did you hear yourself? Yeah. 
fine, whatever. Let's just get to it. So, how are how are you doing tonight, Flanders? How's it going for you tonight? Oh, it's going very well, thank you. Cleaning my house, something you guys aren't used to. <laughs> Quite sure. Okay. So, I think the best way to get into this would be to start asking some very basic questions, just sort of get your story, because I honestly, not sarcastic here, would like to hear it. So, a basic, before we get to all the viewer questions we have, and we surprisingly got a big amount, let's ask a few basic yep. questions right off the bat. So, how many years have you been in the business, and how did you get your start? Oh, I mean, when I say, like, you know, when, I, when you say it like that, it makes me sound like an old-timer, and I'm still fairly new, but I've been wrestling uh, professionally, quote-unquote, because I haven't made that much money, but I've been uh, wrestling professionally for about a good uh, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. This year will be half a decade in July. Damn. That's impressive, man. Half a decade. Oh, man, I can't even be... Uh, when I tell people outside the business that I've been doing it for that long, they're like, oh, you stuck with it that long? And I say, well, I, I threw my life into it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, pretty much that's what you got to do. But, like, how did, how did you get your start? It was the – because you tr – correct me if I'm wrong. You did train at the House of Glory Wrestling School, correct? I did. I know. I do train at the House of Glory. Training never stops. Oh. Training so never, like, never stops. You always got to brush up. I on like what you got. <laughs> we like what you've got. Good job. Exactly. But like, so like you definitely, you started your training there. Um, was it your first choice of a training environment or did you go anywhere else before that? When I was, uh, I, um, I'd started initially, uh, initially I started training as a very, very young man, uh, at, uh, this, uh, youth clinic out in Jersey called, um, IWF, uh, they had a youth clinic run by this guy, Kevin Knight. Uh, and I, uh, I uh, had um, stayed away for a couple of years. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't train frequently. And then um, in 2011, I realized I was wasting uh, taxpayer money by going to school. <laughs> and I've only, I've only wanted to do two things in my life. And, um, professional wrestling was one of them and um i decided i was i was just gonna go live my dream i was i was just gonna go uh live my dream and uh i was gonna head up to lance storm's wrestling school up in canada really yeah yeah that's what i was gonna do and um i i didn't have the it's not that a lot of things happened i didn't have the money i was i was too immature to really uh make a move like that i mean i just flown out of the country by myself for the first time that year and uh just getting uh just learning how to be an adult i just really didn't know but uh, i went to a uh, jack's remember uh, jack sabbath his icw shows mm -hmm. yes yeah i ran into brian xl there and um uh one of the hog students who's no longer uh who's no longer at the school he uh he said, come train at us. And I was actually initially worried about my height. I was like, well, I must be like the short. I was six. I'm six two. I was like, oh, I must be the shortest guy. And then he actually said, like, no, you actually probably you're probably like the tallest guy we'll have. And I it was introduced to Brian XL and I was still working at a, at a bar in the, the neighborhood I live in. And uh, he gave me a call. I was uh, on my way to work one day and he's like, hey, you ready to join the school? And I was like. You know, like I, it's it's now and ever. So I decided to put my money down, and I've been training ever since. Awesome! Like, 
And like, so where would you, so like, where would you say like school, like the you who started wrestling, your character about five years ago is probably much different than the character, the person you are now, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of growing. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of growing pains you go through just, uh, just life just hitting you in the face and you do a lot of growing up between, I mean, I started training when I was 20 years old and I'm 26 now. I'll be 27 this year. And then, nice. then that's a lot of growing. That like, personal, so what would, so what would you say brought on this new persona that you've graced us all with at these shows? Where would you say that this, um, <laughs> your support of, uh, the Donald comes from and you're associating with, with your association with, uh, Mr. Gibson, where would that, where does that all come from? Oh, well, where, um, where did it all when start? I, when I, when I, when I, uh, when I first started to get out there, when I did my pro, uh, my program with, uh, Nikki Heat, cause I originally started out with Nick. Uh, doing the whole, um, you know, I was calling him a retard and, you know, uh, you know, all that stuff and saying he couldn't wrestle. Uh, my brother's actually autistic, so I, I kind of uh, wanted to show the world what, um, what, uh, what happens to a bully when, when he picks on somebody that, uh, you know, mm. picks on somebody who presumably can't defend themselves but could, you know. And I was trying to, I was, I was doing the rock star thing and that was working for me. But I'm also very political. I uh, I always got A's in history class, and I was always uh, uh, you know I always paid attention to government and politics, and I was a right wing kind of guy. And originally, I wasn't um, not not that I wasn't a Donald Trump fan. I just thought like everybody else, like really he's running. You know, I, I didn't think it was like silly, but I was like, really he's gonna run? Like, is he gonna get any traction? Yeah. And then um, what really threw my support behind him was uh, his support of law enforcement at the time, because a lot of people were pretty anti-police, especially uh, anti-NYPD. Yeah. When he a, a lot of uh, a lot of hate for the law enforcement. Unfortunately, and uh, you know that was that's the world we're living in right now, and that really kind of threw my my support behind him. And a friend of mine, I mentioned his name. Uh, he uh, he said, "Well, why don't you uh, why don't you do a Trump thing?" And people actually, when I was wrestling Sonia Strong, uh, when I tied her up to choke her, which sounds really weird. <laughs> no, no, not the weirdest thing we've heard on this show. Very kinky. Not the weirdest thing we've heard on this show. Not by a long shot. Keep going. But when I tied her up, uh, some fans in the audience was like, "Hey, asshole, go vote for Trump," and I was like. That that hasn't even debuted yet. <laughs> oh my god! Well, like, yeah, also, that, 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 people already knew where it was going. Oh yeah, exactly. So for once, for like for a rare time, the fans really did have some inside knowledge. They understood where it was going. So like on that subject, you working with Sonia, what was that like? Being had you done any inter intergender wrestling before that, and if not, like what was it like getting into that different? form of wrestling uh no i've never done intergendered we we have uh, very talented ladies at our school violet uh she she's uh, one you've seen her at our shows definitely up some, yes sonia strong you know we have a couple of fine ladies coming up too very talented tough ladies uh, you know who are gonna make their debut some, sometime soon but wrestling sonia was uh was a challenge for one you know she's uh she's uh very beautiful and she's very strong. Yes. So, you know, she, she laid a couple of kicks into me that I'm still feeling to this day. So, <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
My God. Yeah. Now those those are some those are some pretty crazy matches. You had to wear a dress for a little bit, right? Oh yeah, I put my foot in my mouth. I said if uh, you know if I said she could beat me, I'll wear a dress. And you did for how many months? Did you wear that dress? Uh, two months. Two months. Wow. And I, th- and I think uh, your video on, on the House of Gore YouTube page of you beating up Sonya is still the number one viewed video on view, the page. A million people saw me beat the shit out of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that awkward to explain to people that, well, like, for the sake of argument, let's people who don't understand the storyline or don't understand what you do, did anybody see that and, like, take offense to it? I really hope they did. <laughs> no, like that's an interesting thing. Like your character obviously is something that might it's all theatrics, it, theatrics, it's all for the ring, it's all for the persona, but like do you ever uh, fear crossing that line of like maybe pissing somebody off too much or do you feel like there is no line? Do you feel like to put a line on it would be wrong to do? Do you feel like you you you've hit that sweet spot of just pissing people off just enough? I feel like there is really no line you could cross without, like, intentionally trying to cross a line. Like, if I cross a line, it's like, well, that's how you feel. Like, I don't purposely go out there and yell niggers, kikes, and spicks. You know, I don't purposely do that. I don't, I don't, I don't go out of my way to do things like that. You know, it's all but for the show. Well, it's not all for the show. A lot of uh, what Flanders is is who I am outside of. Uh, outside of you know the ring in fact uh, anthony gangone is a good friend of mine he said uh flanders is a toned down version of who you actually are as a person <laughs> trust me you're not you're weirdly enough not the first person to say that on this show uh funny to, uh, we had who we talked to we had toasty tom on the show like over a year ago and he said toasty tom is a more toned down version of me so i guess that sort of runs throughout the wrestling industry well uh, wrestling gives you an opportunity to uh to explore a side of yourself where it's, I mean, wrestling is, is, a, is a show that's real, that's not real, but it's also real all at the same time. You know, we, we, you, the, the lines are always blurred and, you know, in our line of work, it's always like, is that real? Is it not real? I don't really know. Is it, is it, is it real? Is it not real? I mean, I, I you know. Got to blur the, blur the lines a little bit. Well, you see, the thing is, is I try to be as I try to be a real character, quote unquote. I try to be as real as I could get. So, like, um, for instance, there was a podcast uh, a year ago, and uh, this is something that I find offensive. I find uh, jokes about September 11th quite offensive. You know? To yeah. Me. Yes. I, I find that like I, it's not that uh, if there's a 9/11 joke that's People laugh at. I'm not going to be like, oh well, fuck you. You know what I mean? I just I don't appreciate them. You know. Neither do I. Like, like we 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 from time to time on the show may say a joke that may go a touch too far, and if we're if people call us out on it, we get called out on it. But we've never we never like to do anything that involves like people on a mass scale getting hurt or insulting any kind of a group or anything like that. So I can understand definitely how that would cross a line. Well, that crosses the line just with, with, well, I could speak personally about it. Like, it it crosses the line with me. And that's my, that's the way I feel about that particular day and that particular attack. That's the way I feel about it. I'm from New York. I was born and raised here, you know. And, uh, you know, I saw it live when I was a child. So it it, it just, it hits home. And I'm I'm sure it hits home harder with people who have lost, lost people during the day or lost 
you know, their, their dads who were firemen who were down there cleaning up, who died of cancer, you know, which is something that, that really, uh, you know, really, really, uh, it makes me sad where I, when I, when I read about a, a fireman who was, who was stricken with cancer for trying to dig his brothers out of, of a pile of rubble, you know, but that's me. some people, some people find rape jokes, uh, offensive. I find rape jokes funny, right? Like, I like to, on that note, I was funny enough, I was having a discussion with somebody about that a few days ago. Ultimately, is is rape funny? No, but you you know George Carlin? Uh, George Carlin is my favorite comedian. One of my personal favorites, too. George Carlin, I think, we could do to have a figure like him in the modern age to, like, to have a guy like him or still have him around him. He passed away, unfortunately, but, like, he, he often said something I agree with. You can joke about just about anything. It's all about exaggerating the joke. It's all about exaggerating it to the point where it becomes cartoonish. Well, okay, like, like, um, if, if there are people alive right now who are now who can't breathe because of all the the shit that they breathed in their lungs 16 years ago. If you're gonna pop, you know, if you're gonna kick somebody while they're down, you know what I mean? Don't kick some like you know, now you're kicking somebody while they're down, like. It's just like, oh, she looks like a rape victim, and she like you know she was a rape victim. Then that 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 to me is wrong. But if you're making a joke about 9/11, if you make a joke about rape, if you make a, jo- a joke about uh, racism or anything or anything of that matter, it's like the intent to be. If the intent to be funny is there, then I don't have a problem. But there's a there's a very you know, and I can tell because I'm a huge fan of comedy where the line is, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I'm trying to be funny and then I'm trying to be an asshole, and it's like you can clearly see it, and that's why that's why people get offended. And I really could care less about people getting offended because I get offended all the time at, at many different things. But that has to do with me and how I feel about things. Do you know what I mean? It's a tricky type right. type up to walk. Well, it's, as long as nobody's physically attacking me, it's just like, well, say whatever the fuck you want. Like, just don't, you know, you know. That's also that's also the thing too. If you if you say something that people don't like, you, there's the danger of somebody like jumping at you, and at that moment you have to defend yourself. Well, I mean, uh, you know, if, if that, you know, if that day comes, you know, then that, that, that day which, comes. Which I'm surprised it hasn't come yet. <laughs> like you say, you, you pissed people off to an absurd extent at the Hawks. To be perfectly honest, I don't think, I don't even think Anthony Gangone gets as many boos as you do. And he's a cult leader, for God's sake. I don't think anybody gets a more visceral, visceral, visceral reaction than you do. Cult leaders are cool. Yeah, they, they are. If, if wrestling has cool. shown anything, cult leaders are cool. No, like, honestly, I can't go in as cool. I am not. I am not cool. You know, I, I'm a blatant bigot. You know, I'm a sexist. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a borderline homophobe. I spit at people. You know. Yes. You know, yes, I, you, I, you spit. Well, I, at least I used to. Uh, yep. Thank you, Director State Athletic Commission. Mm. So oh, I got. So I gotta, I gotta ask you something. We mentioned Sonya before, but like, who has been your favorite opponent that you've had in the ring? I'm saying like two different questions here. Who have you had your favorite match with, and who have you had your favorite like on the mic interaction with? Like, bro, who brought out the worst of your character? Oh, it's, uh, there's every everything is different. Everything is uh, every. I, I like doing the open challenge stuff. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was in between Nick and Sonya, and I was. For a long yeah. time, I remember uh, seeing those. I was I was ripping off John Cena and I was going out to the ring, and I was you know doing an open challenge. And um, there was there was this kid from Australia, 
excuse me, this man from this grown man from Australia is uh, Robbie Eagles. He's a fantastic talent. It's one of my favorite matches I had with him. I had matches mm-hmm. with uh, my pal Juba out in Jersey, and uh, you know, uh, matches with Nick. I'll never forget the matches with Sonia. I, I, I'll never forget. I had great matches with Sonia. You know, I learned a lot in the ring with Matt Stryker. I wish I could personally thank him. You know, I um, I was too you know stupid and immature and, and out of my mind to really really tell him how much I appreciate it. Hopefully he's listening. You know, I, I really, really appreciate it. So thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. We'll tag him. We'll make sure he gets the message. Yeah. Try, uh, try our uh, best to pass that along. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't... I have fun. I got into this line of work because I wanted to have fun. And uh, most of the time I do have fun. It's all the times when I'm not in the ring. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. So it's like, I got to ask, so working for House of Glory right now, like only very recently in the past few months have you started working with a man named Richard Gibson. Can you explain how, to explain for those who don't know at home who Richard is and what your dynamic with him is like? Richard, uh, Richard is my campaign advisor for my uh, campaign for champion. If you guys haven't been paying attention to Twitter, please retweet all the tags for uh, my uh, elite crown jewel championship match I want really bad but he is essentially an extension of my mouth you know he uh, he introduces me he introduces Nikki Heat you know he um, he's a manager extraordinaire and I think he's very good he's a very good asset to have around ringside I'm very happy to have him like the, how did you like form your like how did you form your relationship with him did he reach out to you did you reach out to him was it a mutual thing well uh, um, he wanted to do something on the show for a long time, and he, he uh, his dream is to be a pro wrestling manager, and he, he's achieving his dream right now. And uh, we found, uh, you know, he he was in the Marine Corps, and uh, you know, my grandpa was in the, the Marine Corps. He was in Vietnam, and uh, uh, he uh, we found out we had pretty much this very similar political views. And I said, why don't you uh, come along with me and introduce me, and uh, you could be a part of whatever uh, I am I'm doing. And he said, yeah, sure, that'd be great. And, you know, looking now, a year later. Now, like, so, and also, you've recently started working, you mentioned earlier, uh, work, like, being opponents with Nikki Heat, but uh, a year ago, he had a big uh, change in attitude, and uh, so he started working with you recently. So what's it been like working with Nick now that he's uh, more on your side of the fence? Uh, absolute joy. An absolute joy. Nick is an absolute joy to work with. Like, um, um, has he brought out, has he, like, have you been giving him pointers? Has he been giving you pointers or anything like that? Absolutely. Nick, um, Nick is a fighter, you know, and, and, um, uh, Nick got tired of people placating him. And what I didn't know, what I did is I treated him like a human being. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't a, a guy with cerebral palsy. He was a pro wrestler, you know, and I treated him as such. And when he finally saw himself as a pro wrestler, his attitude seemed to change. He wasn't smiling as lackey anymore. To me, in fact, he smacked Smiley around, and to me, Nick, uh, Nick belongs in the world title picture. Like we, we're we're big fans of his here. He's he's a great talent. Absolutely, he's a very under. I, to me, he's a very underrated. I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but Nick is a very underrated talent. Could, like, could like, not, like, what would you say? Like your relationship with Nicky Heat is different. Like say from a New York Wrecking Crew or uh, EYFBL. What what would you say is the big difference? Uh, 
Nick and I are in the trenches together. UIFBL, I mean, you know, I have, I don't really know anything too much about those guys, and I particularly don't care. And the New York Wrecking Crew, uh, you know, they do their thing. But Nick and I have a good, you know, we have, uh, you know, chemistry is one thing. I mean, we're, uh, we have a bond. You know, we, uh, we're, we're bonded. We're brothers, to me, at least. You know, we's, we have a similar goal in mind. We're tired of being overlooked. He was overlooked for his affliction, and I'm overlooked for a variety of reasons. So, that know, makes it, sense. We become we come to a mutual understanding and agreement that we're not going to take it anymore. And the best way to, you know, sometimes uh, you, you don't have to. You know, there's a reason Batman works alone, but he has, uh, you know, he has people by by his side. And sometimes Batman teams up with Superman, and that's that's the relationship Nikki and I have. We're, we're Batman and Superman. We work very well together, but we're also very good separately. So you got to say, like, you're talking about, like, comic books and influences from other media. Like, would you say, like, we mentioned earlier, like, how, when you got into the industry, but, like, well, did you watch wrestling in, like, your formative years? And if so, did you have any inspirations from, like, old school wrestling? All I watch is old school wrestling. And I notice, of course, the, the obvious influence, uh, you wear a kilt down to the ring. So would I be wrong in assuming there's some influence from uh, Piper in there? Well, yeah, and also I'm of Irish and Scottish descent, so that's awesome. It's a, it fits, but uh, my main influences were uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and I know people say all that all the time, but they they're really like uh, I, I, I when when I uh, when I have some dinero, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something on my colorful spandex pants to reflect that. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Him, uh, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Roddy Piper, absolutely, uh, Mr. Perfect, Jake Roberts, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, you know, Japanese wrestlers like Mitsuhiro Masawa, uh, Masahiro Chono, uh, and a lot of the cruiserweights in WCW. You know, th- those those are my favorite wrestlers, the very athletic wrestlers. And, you know, the, the wrestlers, uh, to me, the best wrestlers were the, always the, the, best talker, uh, the best talkers and the best athletes. You know, and the, the people who find that perfect balance. Yeah, yeah, and every wrestler I like. People talk about how Bret Hart was such a bad promo. You know, Bret Hart to me was a great promo. Bret Hart, he uh, he said he he said he told the truth. He was very honest, and he said what he was, and he said what you know what he was going to do. He didn't have to be theatrical, you know. Like he was very he was a very straight shooter. Well, that's exactly that, and that's exactly who he was. Well, to me, that's exactly who he was, and his character is very easily, you know, is very easily understood. You know, I always liked his promos. Looked always straight into the camera. I always felt like Bret Hart was genuine. Was there like so? Like, was there a specific moment or like a inciting match or promo in your that inspired you? Like, this was the moment. We asked this question to a lot of people. It's like, what was the moment where you officially said to yourself, "Okay, forget." Being a doctor or a teacher or a, a chef or something like that, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Like, what was that moment for you? Well, I've always wanted to do two things in my life. Um, be a fireman for the city of New York and be a pro wrestler. And I, I know when I, I wanted to do two, uh, those two things. When I was a young man, uh, I, I think my mom brought me to the local firehouse and sat me in, uh, in the truck with the ladder and I said, well, I need to be back. I, one day I'm going to return here, and this is where I want to be. All right? This is this is what I need. This is what I need to be, like in this big red truck. And then uh, a few years after that, I was uh, I was bored on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, my uh, my grandpa was watching WWF Superstars, 
and Shawn Michaels came across my screen, and I was mesmerized, and I said, wow, you know, like, that, that guy is cool. And he goes, well, I have tapes. I was like, please show me these tapes. And he put on WrestleMania 12, where he wrestled uh, Bret Hart. And I remember when Bret Hart came to the ring, he looked so big and puffy uh, with, the, with the pink lights <laughs> flashing across his skin. I'm like, wow, how is Shawn Michaels going to be that guy? And I was five years old, and, uh, you know, what five-year-old wants to sit and watch something for an hour? And I sat and watched it for an hour, and I'm like, you know, I got to do that. Whatever that was, I have to do it, and I have to find a way to do it. That makes a total amount of sense. So I tell you what, we're going to start getting into, we're going to get into viewer questions in just a little bit. But before we do, I just wanted to ask a few more basic questions. So, like, what do you see, like, the big thing going on right now, you mentioned your one of your cohorts. You can't pay for champions, right? Mike, explain to the viewers at home this whole petition's going on. Okay, so due to a certain legal thing. Let's not not even get that. Just just skip over that. Yeah, we're not. uh, Trust me, we're not. (laughs) Earlier this week, there was a petition started by, I think, uh, Richard Gibson that uh, was uh, a petition for, for the April 22nd show. Ken Broadway versus our guest, Kurt Hank Flanders, for the elite title. Now, the last time I checked, there was a couple signatures, but uh, by the time of this recording, it's probably going to get like a few more. But uh, like, how does like, how does that feel that people are actually signing the petition that actually want to see you fight for a title? You know, um, last December I wrestled Leroy Green. Unfortunately, yes. I didn't uh, come out the victor. Yeah. But I came out first, and I, I, I start the show many. I've started the show many. Of them. And uh, once, uh, once, because Leroy was still using Ken Broadway's theme music when he when he came to the ring, and yeah. once people heard Ken Broadway's theme music, I've heard numerous people, and there was all there was about a good fifteen hundred people in the crowd because the Dudley Boys were. We were on the show that night, and the Hardys were on the show, so we had a pretty sizable crowd right before Christmas. And once, uh, once people heard Squad, people, you know, I heard people go, "Oh shit!" Like this was like, I'm like, "Oh man, that's that's money." Like I don't care what anybody says. Like you, you could bring in, you know, Leo Rush. You could bring in any indie bum, but you know, there's nothing better. But you know, two wow, Allen's fighting, you know, fighting over a title. You know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, you, are you a fan of uh, Ken's Park? <sighs> Am I a fan of Ken? Yep. I've always been a fan of Ken. But doesn't mean I don't want what he has around his waist. So fair enough. Like, fair have, enough. Have you shown this petition to has uh has uh, the have have the people in charge has a uh, Rob Blatt seen the uh, has seen this petition yet? I don't know, but. If he hasn't seen it, but if he hasn't seen it, then that's he's missing out on a money feud. And uh, you know, if you if you if the fans want to see it, no matter how much they don't like me, no matter how much they don't like Ken, and I believe they do. I think people like Ken a lot. Yeah, Ken started to get himself uh, really over, but um, also Ken, Ken, yeah. Ken, is, Ken is a talent. Ken Ken is uh, Ken is going to go places. Ken is money, but I am also money. I could see. I look at myself in the mirror and I go, I am money. He's money and. Putting us to putting putting two scrappy kids from uh, from the city of New York in the, in the ring is just is money. So let you the fans you you have to let them know what money is. You know if 
if Leo Rush and and and, and uh, whoever whoever comes whoever comes, I'm just using his name as an example because he was the last one here. You know, if, if if that's what you want to see, then then don't say anything. But if you want to see uh, Ken Broadway versus Good Hank Flanders, and uh, you know, let them know, let them vocally know, let them know on Twitter, let them know on Facebook, let them know on on YouTube, Instagram. You know, let them know with your voice at the show. When when Ken has a match, you chant my name. You chant, you know, you chant Ken's name during my match. You know, you, that's the you have to let them know. You have to force them to do it because I could complain, bitch and moan all the time, and I have. But, you know, it falls on deaf ears. You, uh, you know, you guys have the money in your pockets. And, you know, you have to follow the money. So, yeah. We'll make we'll sure that when we post up the interview tonight, we will certainly drop a, um, a link to that petition to make sure the people can see it. Speaking of the people, when we announced you were going to be on, this, be on the show this week, we got an absurd amount of questions. I honestly think more than we ever have before. And the only yeah. person who came close was, I don't even remember, but, like, Let's get into this. We got. Would you be interested in indulging the the masses and uh, answering some of their questions? I indulge the masses every time I step through a curtain, so you might as well answer. I might as well answer some questions. Perfect. All right. We have a question here from. We have a question right here in the chat, which we'll we'll use this chat question before we get to the ones that are archived on the Facebook and the Twitter. So let's get in this this here. A uh, friend of the show, Kevin Michael Murphy, uh, asks, "Who is your dream opponent?" You just said. Ken Ball. Oh, I have plenty of dream dream opponents of all time, or dream opponents right now. Uh, right now, like you, you, you called them, you called them indie bums before. Which like which people would you like to face? Zack Saber Jr., Ken Broadway, Anthony Gangone. Mm. That's really nice. all. That, uh, you know, Conor McGregor. <laughs> I paid to do that. That's really really the top the top four. I can't. Uh, I you know those, those that's talent. Hey, I will pay all time. That. Shawn Michaels. Everybody I've named uh, Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Finn Balor. Mm. Mm. Guys on TV, you know, Okada, you know. Oh, yeah. Ibushi. Ibushi, excuse me. Broke his neck a couple of years ago. Okay. Makes sense. So, like, those are some good picks. But here we have another question from uh, frequent, uh, con- frequent contributor to the Facebook page. Jason Bob eighty seven asks two questions. Ask actually. Um, let's oh, see. Jason Bob. Oh, he asked some good ones. So let's start with this one. What is the status of All Star Lou, and is your group responsible for his disappearance? I don't know who All Star Lou is. I don't care who All Star Lou is. If All Star Lou, whoever he is, wants to come to House of Glory shows, he could buy a ticket. And Oh, oh, poor Lou. Lou. Sorry, Lou. I All know right. Lou. We know him. Next question here he asks, and we may need you may need to give us context for this because I need a little information here. How did the squared circle wrestling slash HOG six way match in Canada come about and how was that experience? Do you know what he's talking about? Well, yeah, um the six way match in Canada. Well, uh that's worked out through the bosses, and I'm, you know, they give us money, and then we're thrown into matches. They so want I think to see more some the- American talent, some of the best American talent on the East Coast. Makes sense. And that's what they want. They want it. Okay. And the final question from uh, Jason Bob eighty seven is. 
fans shorten Richard's name to Dick. What what's up with that? Fans <laughs> Well, can you repeat that? Hello? Can you repeat yeah, that? We still, we still, fans are really, really homo. Oh, I yeah. got, got a lot of problems with buddy, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? So those are people, all some people have issues. Who knows? So next up, we have um, Dean Silverberg asks, care to comment on the claims of Russian interference in your match with private party? He seems to think Russians have interfered on your behalf because of your association with the Donald. What do you think about that? I think that guy needs to see uh, needs to see a psychologist and talk about some very deep seated issues he has with the people. <laughs> oh Lord, that is amazing! But I'm sorry, Doc, but I think I have a problem with Russians. I think I have a problem with Russians. Surprise, I see them. I think you guys are. Mike is uh, in and out. What I'm having trouble hearing you. Your mic is in and out. Or you hear me now? Yeah. It's okay. We're almost we're almost finished here. Let's just get through this next one. And sorry, sorry about the audio difficulties, but we have one final question. Fuck Skype. Fuck Skype. We have one more question here from Cartier Inez Alonso, and she asks probably the perfect question to end on before we let you go, sir. Uh, what is your next move for House of Glory? Oh. What is my next move? What is your next move for House of Glory? What is my next move? What is your next move for House of Glory? Winning the Elite Crown Jewel Championship. That is my next move. And if uh, she wants to check out more of my moves, she can follow me on Instagram at Good Hank Flanders. <laughs> this seems, so this seems like the perfect place to bring it to an end. So thank you very much, begrudgingly, despite the fact of our interactions in the past. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show, Mr. Flanders. Yeah, thank you very much for having me about time. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, it was nice having you on. I'm, I'm, I'm still surprised you even agreed to come on our show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> We're so that. Actually, funny enough, we do have one last ridiculously stupid question here. So she asked this to everybody. Our friend Rhea of the show asks, which do you prefer, pancakes or waffles? Who's asking this? Uh, our friend one, one, Rhea. one of our friends. Uh, Is this friend a female? Yes. Yes. Yeah? Do I prefer... Yeah. Pancakes or waffles? It's not Sonia. It's not Sonia, so. Flanders. Uh, she, could, she could figure it out after she wakes up after the thrashing I give her all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And on that note, it is a perfect place to end that. So, Hank, you mentioned your Instagram. Where, where can people follow you on the social medias, and where can they catch your next match? Well, uh, come down April 22nd. Uh, we're at a different location right now. Uh, we're in Elmer's this time. I will pull up the address for you in a second. The address is... We're not at the NYC Arena. We're at the Elmcore Center at 
107-20 Northern Boulevard, Corona, New York, 11368. Yeah. That's a New World Rising on April 22nd. You could find me at Good Hank Flanders. That's uh, Instagram. And Flanders. Hank Flanders on uh, Twitter and uh, just Hank Flanders on Facebook. Flanders. Exactly. So thank you very much to Good Hank Flanders for being on the show. We are going to take, and before we let you go, is there anything you would like to say to the people listening at home? Call me, ladies. Can't think of a better way to support a commercial than that. So, ladies and gentlemen, we, will, we are going to go take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. See you in a little bit. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you a fan of Whole Milk Mike? Or Avenging Ben? Or Ray Raymundo? Then they'll be at the KFC immediately following next Saturday's event with the purchase of the new crispy, woo, tangy, woo, honey mustard, barbecue flavored, Georgia gold chicken, woo, you can get one of them to sign your wrapper, maybe if you ask politely, woo. Hey guys, it's the Ryback, but this time I'm back with a little rap for you guys, let's do this. I'm going to the store and then I see a whore Freaky. and she's also listening to the gop show the gop show to the gop show to to the gop show to the gop show to to the gop show to the gop show we now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast already in progress well that's certainly one of the more interesting interviews we've had in a while honestly yeah honestly come on he's a nice guy ultimately yeah he had some cool honestly he had some cool shit to say i wouldn't have thought about a lot of that flanders honestly yeah Stupid, stupid Flanders. <laughs> Ned Flanders. But, um, Ned Flanders. Todd but, Flanders. But, yeah, but like. Really good question is what do people think about the Ryback rap? Oh, <laughs> that's the, God. That's a bigger question. It's uh, finally something stupider than my uh, than my Lorenz Dean impression will be <laughs> on this. <laughs> we do stupid, stupid shit on this show. We I do stupid. Oh, to say we do stupid shit on this show would be a fucking understatement. Uh, but before we keep going on, I just want to do a quick shout-out. Uh, Tommy Salami, if you're listening, I think you're here in the chat. What's up, buddy? It was also good to, to have... Four, also to Four, I- Four Eyes Ed. And it's always good to have Mr. Four Eyes Ed in there. Ed the Ref, if you haven't seen, I made Ed the Ref a nice little bit of fan art earlier this week. You can see that on his Twitter. Oh, my God. He's, he's developing a cult following. He seriously is. So good for Ed the Ref, man. Good for him. But seriously, we got we got a little bit of time to kill on this show. We have some stuff to talk about. Like we said before, a bit of a slow week 
in the world of wrestling. So this episode may end up being just a touch shorter than usual this week. But before, so let's talk about the superstar shakeup, which is really the most relevant thing to talk about this week. Yeah, it was one. Of, it was one of the main things that was hyped around for the past week. A lot of speculation, a lot of reports from P- PW Insider, a lot of the dirt sheets. Some of them were wrong, of course, because it's a dirt sheet. But a lot of them were actually some genuine surprises. There were. By the way, we I want to do this while we still have some some significant people watching. If you have a, if you have any viewer questions that just pertain to us, the superstar shakeup or anything like that, leave them in the chat, and we'll make sure we get to them at the end of the show. So leave anything, those in the chat. Any, any, anything like you want to know? Like also give comments about the shakeup. What you think? What you thought of it? You think Raw won? SmackDown got fucked, or, maybe. Yeah, I've seen. I've already seen SmackDown got fucked, but we'll. Talk oh yeah, about I see that. that. <laughs> I see that down there. But, but yeah, uh, so ultimately, yeah. which show do you think benefited the most from the shakeup? Uh, wow, shit. Honestly, it's a tie. Because if you think about it, SmackDown got a great tag team at the New Day. They got two established stars, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They got one of the top female athletes in the business right now in Charlotte. But um, also on Raw, they added a few minor pieces. I, I still can't fucking stand Dean Ambrose, but he's there for some... He's, st- he's still there for some weird reason. No oh, ding-dong. No ding-dong right now. We'll do that later. We will let that guy in later. But right now, Fuck unfortunately... Because you're, you're the one you requested, damn ding-dong. God damn it, Kevin Michael Murphy. Son of a bitch. God damn it, 4-Eyes Ed. But yeah. God Fucking damn. answer it. Let's just get it over with. Who is it? Hello? Hello? Oh, God damn it. Name it up, Bullet Club Chinese delivery man. Can't you spell the name? No, we cannot spell the name. Get out of here. We didn't order any, we didn't order any goddamn Chinese food. We Can didn't order any food. Can you spell the name for me? Can you spell the name? <laughs> Can you spell the name? I'll spell the name for you. F-U-C-K-U-Y-O-U. Fuck you. Spell it again. Fuck you. Fuck the bullet. No, fuck you. Name it. Fuck the bullet. No. Okay, enough. The bullet is coming to fuck you. Another that shit. Another that shit, guys. All right. So back to the superstar shakeup. Uh, you cannot stand Dean Ambrose, but he's on Raw, and I still can't. Uh, I Bray still... Wyatt. The, the, okay, if you want a genuine shock for me, it was Bray Wyatt going to Raw. I know, but ultimately, I had this weird double take reaction. I was like, "Oh no, he's not going to be feuding with Randy Orton anymore." But then I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, he's not, he's not feuding with him anymore. He's not feuding with Randy Orton anymore. God damn it, this feud was dog shit." Now they're, gonna, they're teasing him and Finn Balor. Which I'm like, okay, if we're not going to get... Very interesting. Although, Finn Balor is concussed, so we'll see how far that sets him back. Ben, also, your boy, Mojo Raleigh, didn't get drafted. He's staying on SmackDown. Honestly, you know, I don't even... I've just sort of grown numb to this at this point. I am never going to be rid of this chuckle shit, am I? Nope. Just wait till Mojo Rawley made events a SmackDown and then a pay-per-view against the WWE champion. Just wait. It's coming. 
They're going to they're going to have him beat Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. We don't what was something we, we heard yesterday that uh Gronkowski is going to be traded to be a wrestler? Yeah, apparently the Gronk, Rob Gronkowski is the in greatest case- man who has ever lived. <laughs> Sorry, that was my brother in the background. That wasn't a sound effect. That was, that was not a sound person. effect. That was my older brother making a camera. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Uh, would you name get... of the, ep- name of the episode? Long live Gronk. We stay high. God damn it! You, I don't know it, bro. God damn it. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski training to be a fucking wrestler. The end is nigh. It really must be. But um, let's go over some. Let's go. Let's go over some of these uh, change-ups. Uh, Ty, Dillin, Ty Dillinger they, and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. Okay, I love how people last week were like, "Oh, Shinsuke just debuted on SmackDown, but he's gonna get moved over to Raw." Fuck this company. It's like, really? You get what? You're happy one moment, then you just immediately get unhappy the instant you think, oh, they're going to fuck us again. Like, shut up. Yeah, that was... It doesn't matter what fucking show he's on. He's on the main roster. Shut up. People are so fucking picky with this sheet and, and shit. Oh and then you get God. people who people who are just like, oh, where the fuck is Miz on Raw now? Fucking, like, God damn it. Yeah, and, this these are the past- sa- and, and, and these are the same stupid fuckers who who started a petition to get to get Braun Strowman fired for a fucking angle. Ah, oh, Christ, that was that was insane. Oh my God, Braun Strowman killed him for real. Uh, Have do you not watch wrestling? Do well, you would, not uh, watch the? Do you not watch the wrestling? You, do, you, do you realize that this shit is fake as fuck? Yeah, these these are the kind. Of, I'm I'm just so happy that there was not Twitter back. I get I, I get the little kids that are like what ten years old that just don't understand it, but there's cool. like twenty there's twenty year olds, thirty year olds, forty year olds that just just like fuck. Yeah. And, like, it was insane because, like, again, who am I to judge if the kids get into it? Because I wrote a letter to WWE about The Undertaker getting Yeah, you can't talk. You can't Let, talk. I cannot talk lest we forget about that childhood <laughs> memory. But uh, WWE, Taker makes money. Don't fire him. Yeah, my justification with that. And, like, and then I can see some child write, writing in crayon on a little piece of paper. Braun Strowman murdered Roman Reigns. How could you let him do that? He should be fired. Kid, this is the moment you need to sit your kid down and explain to them, kid, it's fake. Listen here, you little shit. Listen here, you little shit. Uncle Mike is going to explain to you how this shit works. And after that, I'll talk to you about the birds and the bees. Okay, no, not that far. Too far. If, but... if, if you really want to test me, kid. You really want to test me, you little shit. But yeah, we talked about that. And yeah, fucking Braun Strowman murdering Roman Reigns with an ambulance. Should we talk about that real quick? That seems like newsworthy. It was funny and scary at the same fucking time. You know what I thought? You know what the best, the, my highlight on Twitter this week was? Honestly, this was, people, people really took this an extra mile. 
they did this thing where it's like oh, somebody pitched this idea of either on Twitter or Reddit where they said, okay, so the rest of Raw just needs to be <coughs> Roman being situated in a new place and then Braun Strowman running in like, I'm not finished with you. And then like okay. he's in the ER, of, he's in the OR, and like he's uh, hooked up. He's getting surgery. Like the goes, doctor, I'm not like done with him yet. Like the doctor walks in and like, but instead like he takes off the mask and it's Braun Strowman. He's like, I'm not finished with you. Just takes him up from the gurney, just throws him out the window of the hospital. Oh my god, dude! When he screamed that, I was laughing my ass off. That's I, was like, I know. Like here we, it's not over yet. And, and then, then it's like, fucking... la- and then later on, like Roman's recovering at his house, and then it's like, it's like UPS delivery. Ooh, it must be my new wrist gauntlets. Oh, I'm fucking... not finished with you. And they fucking just kick kicks... in the head. Look, it kicks his door down, kicks the shit out of him. Oh, holy shit, that would be amazing. Seriously, oh, my yeah. God. And Brian Strowman had the best tweet of all week. He was like, I'm drinking your tears. Drinking your smarky tears. You dirty, you dirty marks. I'm drinking your tears. But, um. That was crazy. So, like, back to the shakeup. I, I'm, I'm happy Braun Strowman is where he is, though. Like, for, like, I honestly he, thought they were moving him to SmackDown. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if that would have been the right move. Because, like, I feel like there's more opportunities for him on Raw at the moment, because they are slowly but surely building this thing with him and Lesnar, which I'm curious to see. I think that's something for SummerSlam, but I'm not sure. Because, like, Brock, you've got to keep cause Brock is not Because Brock's not going to be a payback. They, uh, they literally, pay- the, minute, the minute I saw that headline, Brock, Brock Lesnar will not be a payback, I was just like, whoop, shit, here we go again. It's 2014 all over again. But WWE did fix that situation and are promoting a SmackDown title match on a Raw pay-per-view, which I understand. Bray technically got to rematch, so they're just going to do that. they be like, oh, we know Brock Lesnar's going to be there, but guys, Randy Orton. You guys love Randy Orton, right? 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 Mm. <laughs> and whatever oh. the fuck a House of Horrors match is. Oh, he, he, he fucking Ravens, remember TNA, Ravens, Clockwork Orange, House of Fun match? Oh. If I see if I see half a cage, I'm gonna turn the fucking show off. Yep, this is some I mean, Vince, this is some Vince Russo bullshit. I'm expecting either that or the fucking Ambrose Asylum bullshit from last oh, year. Oh fuck God! If this is another Ambrose Asylum match, I swear to fucking God, I am I am taking a hammer to my television. Oh my God! But well, speaking of Ambrose, I mentioned him earlier. They switched the mid card titles. They and did. That's actually Raw, one of the, and, the and, and the U.S. title is on SmackDown. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked they did. I'm actually kind of for that. I think it keeps things interesting. And it gives Kevin Owens a bigger chance to shine. And by God, he, he knows how to make a first impression on our new show. Shave, he shaved his beard. He looked. We didn't see Kevin Owens. We saw Kevin Steen on Tuesday. That was a real Kevin Steen move. You know what I loved? Just him. But you know what moment? I'm sorry. I know like we've had people on the show, including you, who say that they're sick of the whole Zane Owens thing. I'm which, not. Which, which, which I'm sick of it. No, but like Sami Zayn finally debuts on SmackDown, which kind of makes that whole per bit he had with Kurt Angle kind of pointless, but whatever. Dude finally comes out on SmackDown, and Kevin Owens looks like he was ready to have a fucking stroke. Admit you loved that. But you know what? I, like, how many times? Okay, Battleground, last time ever, these two are facing each other. And then I, on Raw. For the first, like, first time ever. Like, For the first much. time in forever, I get to fight Owens. <laughs> but it's, like, ridiculous. Like, 
I get it. People want Sami Zayn on SmackDown, but then once Kevin Owens was Kevin Owens was like the first person announced for SmackDown, and everybody was like, "Okay, maybe they're gonna separate them." And then he comes out, and everybody collectively on social media was like, "Oh fucking hell!" I'm cool with it because, like, whatever. I was fine with it because it's like I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the feud and the fact that. Kevin Owens, no matter where he goes, no matter what he does, he can't get away from this guy. I think that's a great idea for it furthers the story. So I like that. But I think it's going to hurt them going forward because honestly, now, okay, so Owens has finished up his thing with Jericho at Payback. Then afterwards, it's him and Styles. Which I'm looking forward to. See, the thing was, I think you'd be more mad at this if his next opponent wasn't going to be. Um, which I am so looking forward to. We get we get Kevin Steen and AJ Styles in a WWE ring for a main title in 2017. Good year to be a fan. But the thing is, we've already seen it. Yeah, but like we've, I'm, I'm, we, we've seen it a bunch of times. Not okay, not on a pay per view scale, but WWE already fucking blew that load. Last year, when AJ Styles debuted, it was like, oh, AJ Styles is going to face Chris Jericho. Then in three weeks, it's going to be him and Kevin Owens. Like, wait, that's a that's a money match for a pay-per-view. Save that. Don't fucking waste it on a free TV show. Yeah. So, like, this is a weird thing. Yeah, that'll put butts in seats, but it will. But you should oh, save oh, it. Oh, the DJ wants me to check the screen. I'm looking at the screen. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> too sweet and sour me god damn it oh, this is why fuck, this is fuck you why, god damn it this is why we why, god damn it but yeah so i'm i'm for zane being on smash because god damn it I, if i had to deal with fucking sammy zane and goddamn uh stephanie mcmahon like one more <laughs> goddamn week i was gonna be so fucked Braun Strowman got drafted to United Airlines. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't mention that one. I mentioned I was having a field day on social media. And what happens is... Braun Strowman would be perfect for United Airlines. It, um, yeah. Excuse me. We have no more room on the plane. He comes oh, out. Oh, God. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out, my boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, then, he's like, then he flips the plane. Like, get out. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, Braun Strowman. I'm seriously hoping. Although I did see something on the inter- on the online today that really got me thinking. You Roman Reigns beats the Undertaker. He's the new like big dog. He's gonna mow the it's lawn. It's my yard now. He's gonna mow the it's lawn. It's my yard now. My yard now, as you blatantly say. Okay, it's your yard. Then mow the fucking lawn, bitch. Whatever. Mow the fucking lawn. But like, yeah, that was that was strange. But, but then Braun Strowman. But then Braun Strowman murders him. He murders him. So somebody came up with this really bizarre theory. And I think, I don't know if they're stupid enough to do this, because WWE are idiots. So let me pitch this to you. Roman Reigns is now dead, and he comes back as, like, the new Undertaker zombie figure. Boo. Oh, fuck you. But you know this whole bullshit with Roman Reigns coming out and saying, this is my yard now? Remember when he... First, what like he beat Triple H? Excuse me, we beat Triple H last year. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. It's yeah. gonna be the same bullshit. He says it once. He's gonna say it a thousand times more. If for some I... weird reason people thought he was going to SmackDown, 
no fucking chance in hell. Vince McMahon wants to be as close to that big, sweaty man as he possibly can. Isn't Vince doing both shows? That's what I've always wondered, because SmackDown is too consistently good. Even when it's they have an off week, it's too that consistently good. That is true. Good. It's too good for Vince McMahon to be actually behind it. Like, it has to be Triple H. It has to be. Or it's, or it's uh, Shane McMahon. Or Shane McMahon, which makes sense. Yeah. Good but, uh, God. But like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, as, as far as this, is there anything else about the superstar shakeup that's worth talking about? Because the rest of it is pretty much. I noticed that they just switched Sin Cara and Callisto just because they could. Well, that also means Callisto is in the cruiserweight division. Which, okay. Which is all right. Dude, the problem, I with, love Cali- the problem I, with Callisto I, was they kept doing that stupid. Ray Mysterio feud. They kept doing that yeah, stupid with, uh, Corbin, right? They kept doing that stupid Ray Mysterio thing where he would like keep fighting bigger dudes and keep getting his ass kicked. He kept, he fought the Ryback. He fought the fucking Alberto Del Rio. He fought the fucking Baron Corbin, and he always he got Rusev, Sheamus, Baron Corbin, and he always got his ass kicked. Always. Yeah. Then they did that, and oh god, oh god, this this drove me. So they bought, they switched out the guy who keeps botching with the guy who can't cut a promo. So really, pick which one you prefer, I guess. But the other, yeah. thing, the other thing that kind of drove me around the bend is like on Twitter on Monday morning was like, we have exclusive the first Raw superstar to be the first SmackDown superstar to be drafted to SmackDown and to be drafted to Raw, and it's Apollo Cruz. Dude, I was about to mention that. That was so funny because I I saw that and I was like. And nobody gave zero fuck. No, nobody gave a single fuck. It was just like, fuck. like, like Apollo Cruz is on Raw now? Okay, he's just going to be a jobber for Big Show, Broad, Roman. Yay! <laughs> da, 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 da. Also, they made a particularly... They did this twice in the same week. They made this really big deal out of hyping up Kurt Hawkins and Aiden English. Like... They're on their they're, they're jobbers now. Like Kurt Hawkins gets bitched out to Big Show, which is which is his role. Yeah, because Kurt Hawkins is a bitch. And then you have Aiden English because this is coming off the heels of uh, Simon Gotch off, getting fired. Simon Gotch getting uh, fired. So they they handled that in a pretty interesting way. And Aiden English is back to his uh, singing gimmick in NXT. And then what happens? He gets bitched out to Ty Dillinger in like what ten seconds? Ten yeah. ten seconds. Aiden English, English and Kurt Hawkins are lower mid-card guys, close to jobbers at this point. So it's, like, it's not is, even like, worth it. You need jobbers. They serve a role. Yeah, You know who's not a jobber? Jinder Mahal. Oh, my God. Like, what, did, what has he been doing that's been getting him, like, the increased exposure? Listen, I've been bragging on him for, like, six months straight because when they hired him back it's like it's a fucking waste bring somebody from nxt up don't bring these people back that you fired but after watching his thing on talking smack where he talks about how much he fought to get back into the company i'll actually pull it for him i want to i want to see him succeed he has the he has a great look the dude looks like which, the dude. The dude looks I like think, he was exposed to gamma rays. Which I really think I don't think it's natural as fuck, but 
what whatever you say, Jinder, whatever you say. And I, I'll think it helps too that on Monday he gave Finn Bauer a concussion. Ooh, yeah, that was awkward. That was that, that was that was okay. That was like wrong move number ten for him. Because it's like Finn Bauer comes back from injury. What's the first thing happens? Concussion. Yep. It's like fucking hell. God damn it. And so, actually, yeah. I guess I guess that's the reason. You know what? Think about this for a second. Raw, he gives Finn Balor a concussion. The next night, he's getting bitched up by Gronk and Mojo. <laughs> Fucking Gronk and Mojo. That was that, that was his punishment. Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski and Mojo Rawley, future tag team champions. Oh Jesus Christ! No, what have I done? I've given them ideas. <sighs> it's it's good to see Ben's finally coming around. I'm not fucking coming around. Fuck them. No. Fuck you for not liking them. No, fuck them for existing. <clears throat> fuck Rob Gronkowski and fuck the Patriots. Okay, we could agree on that. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck the Patriots, fuck Rob Gronkowski, and fuck Mojo no. Raleigh. Any like underrated moves that happened that you were kind of happy with? The ones I like was Rusev and Lana. Going yes, to honestly, I am in complete agreement with you. I was just Lana, like... Lana finally becoming a singles wrestler, and Rusev, who I think is coming back next month, can help them both. Rusev has to be a babyface, though. He needs to be a babyface. Baby face. Yeah, he was made... The dude looks like he should be smiling more. Honestly, yeah, and he's funny. He's a funny guy. If you've ever seen him on Up, Up, Down, Down, he's a funny guy. And also New Day. New Day's coming to SmackDown, which I'm like, yeah. That, that was, was a shocker. That's shocker. I, actually, I'm all for that because they need – I think they'll work better in front of the – than this new environment. Uh, also, uh, Shining Stars got moved over to SmackDown, but who cares? Who for who gives uh, a shite? And Tamina, who came back, which who was that, – that was, that, that was a fucking like, – who gives what a, fucking, a what a what a swerve that was? It was kind of a swerve, and like they mentioned, I, I swear to God, in the in the crowd they were chanting Snooka's daughter. Are you sure they weren't saying Snooka murder? What? <laughs> maybe one, maybe one or the other. I'm not sure. Maybe both. We don't know. But um, Charlotte, Charlotte coming to SmackDown, which works because she can work with Naomi and she can work with Becky again. Yeah, I just, I, I just feel like the SmackDown Women's Division has too many heels. So yeah, one that's has, so one. So one of them has to turn either Carmella or I think Lana's going to be a babyface. If she's even a wrestler, I don't know. No, she's going to be a wrestler for some weird reason. There, because they showed Rusev like for the su- Superstar Shakeup, but then like what the next commercials they did, they showed her vignette for Lana, and apparently it's like a dancer stripper gimmick. That they gave her. Okay, not that not, not the idea of Lana stripping is unappealing, but it's 2017. No, I don't but it's think... like she had like she was like in the middle of the stage, like dancing around the chair. Oh, like she was like and... flat, like flash dance, like the water in the chair. Yes. Okay, but, more like flash but, dance. But, okay. But the question is, does she still have the accent? That's Ooh. the question. Maybe she got speech lessons in between. So overall, is there anything left to say about the superstar shakeup? Uh, not really. Well, let's talk about the raw ones. We already focused on SmackDown. What was the other raw ones? It was Bray, Miz. Miz, Reese got, got switched over. Uh, he's later to ride out. They got moved over to Raw. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, who gives? Honestly, who gives a fuck? Um, 
Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Your girl what? Alexa got moved over to Raw. Which I'm happy about because like she needs the bigger exposure. And it was funny too because I posted on the page. It was like a picture of Alexa. The caption was, um, "When you when you have that uh, realization that you're going to be moved over to Raw and feud with Nia Jax." Yikes! That that's something that's going to happen. Probably that is probably what is going to happen. Yeah. Also, Nia Jax got reamed apparently in the backstage area from uh, botching. She she almost killed Charlotte in their match on Monday. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Uh, yeah, this is Nia, again giving uh, into my. She, she, she should have stayed at NXT. I'm sorry. Really should have. She hasn't really done much on the main roster. Other than that, the big news is like, yeah, these are our new rosters. Don't <laughs> for the revival or of course still on Raw. Hardys are still on Raw, which is a, which has to happen. Raw needs the Hardys. They didn't use the, the one thing I'm surprised didn't happen is they. Really, the people who should have benefited from this the most were Sheamus and Cesaro. I really feel like they could have benefited by sending Cesaro over to SmackDown. Uh, see, people always say, like, people have been saying Cesaro's going to go over, but I'm like, that's not how WWE's doing it. If they send him over, they're sending Sheamus over too. They're not splitting up a team. They need that team. They and do. Just start, and, and they just started working together, so you're just going to be like, oh, they broke up, so Sheamus is going to go back to being that boring fucking heel again. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm surprised, so, Enzo, I'm surprised Enzo Cass is still on Raw. I thought they were going over to SmackDown. Although they did do that really funny bit with Kurt Angle where he was like, why were the hotties in that match? Why were they, why are they tag team champions? Why does Goofy get to walk around like a man, but Pluto is treated like a dog? I, like I said last week, I want to hate him so fucking much, but he's just so funny. He's so goddamn funny. And here's yeah, my, here's, my, here's my problem with Enzo. He ha- he has the gift of gab, like he always says, but he has showed no improvements in the fucking ring. I don't even think he's going and working out. He's not even doing a fucking thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that I'm always kind of on the fence about Enzo Amore. But tell you what, we do have a viewer question here, and it actually does segue into <coughs> what you'll be doing tomorrow night. I unfortunately will not be able to attend uh, Five Borough Wrestling, but you will. Yes, I'll be going to Five Borough Wrestling tomorrow. Actually, looking forward to this. I love Five Borough. They have awesome shows. And Tommy, you're not late. Don't, don't worry, Tommy. You're not. Late. I don't. Know, I don't know what you're worried about, but um, uh, for the show I'm going to tomorrow, uh, here are the matches: Logan I Black. Will... Well, yeah. Let me just let me just run down through it. Uh, Logan Black versus Cyrus Deville, Hounds of Hatred versus EJ Spectre and Bear, uh, Bear Bronson. A Tier One Showcase match: Travis Flip Gordon versus Bad Apple Matt McIntosh. Versus Neon Ninja Facade. Uh, JT Dunn versus Bull James. Bull James lives. <laughs> if, 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 if you've watched Grimm's Toy Show, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You got shot. Yeah. Darius Carter versus Joey Ryan. That's going to be a very interesting match. And oh my God. My fucking boy. Brian Cage versus the man of steel, Mike Verna. <laughs> 
smoke right, weed guys. every day. Holy I, shit, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be having a fucking orgasm in my seat watching that. <laughs> I believe you, and don't forget, we both will be at, uh, we're both going to be at, uh, House of Glory and BCW next weekend. Well, BCW's first, and then it's, uh, House of Glory. By the way, BCW, we're looking forward to that show. Absolutely. Is it, is it safe to say that we collectively both are looking forward to that show? Oh, God, absolutely. I'm looking forward to BCW because it's going to be a stacked show. We'll probably do predictions next week closer to the show, and we'll definitely talk yeah. about House of Glory. House of Glory is interesting this month. They, they've been sort of keeping <clears throat> quiet about what... They've been keeping quiet about what the card is this month, so I'm very curious to see where that which is. Which is weird. Which is weird. Which is weird, but you know what? I give them I give them the utmost uh, faith. I have faith in them. I'm sure they've never... Every House of Glory show at least has, like, a couple of great matches on it, and I'm sure that they'll deliver some good stuff on it. The only thing that they have so far right now is on... It's going to be a surprise card, but they have announced Anthony Gangone and Joe Gacy, which is going to be fucking sweet. They haven't the, had a spot the for HOG this. champion versus the CZW champion. They haven't announced uh, what they're doing if Leo Rush is on the show yet. But speaking of Leo, like, I totally want to see Leo. So Leo's Rush. the one in May. Oh, yeah, but I totally want to see Leo Rush in WWE at some point. That was a rumor this week, too, that WWE's interested in. He's, if he gets signed, he's going to straight for the Cruiserweight division. Which makes sense. That he's would, too, he's uh, too small. He is too small. For any other division. By the way, our boy Toe Jam Perkins finally showing a little bit of character this week. He turned heel. Yeah, we still don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't give two shits. Sadly. Sorry, TJ. You're going to have to do a little bit better to impress sorry, us. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Pretty much not sorry. But uh, oh, by the uh, way, we have to do a quick shout-out right here. Uh, we shout-out to Tommy Salami and his lovely girlfriend, Sam. Shout-out to you guys. Make, make a show of that, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you guys for <coughs> the show. Our boy and, Tommy uh, has a girlfriend. Our boy Tommy has a girlfriend, so, yep. Good it in. <laughs> we are. Time, I think, to finally, a bit of a shorter episode uh, this week, but we're going to start bringing it down a little bit. So, once again, we'd like to thank good Hank Flanders for being on the show. Awesome. Also, if you guys did check it out earlier this week, we released new t-shirt designs. Oh, cookies. we did. Who told you you can eat my cookies? Uh, Mike, Who told you you can eat my cookies? Dot com slash G-A-W-P show. It's in the style of the NWO uh, Hollywood and Wolfpack. Who told you you can eat my if, cookies? If you understand what we're doing, that's because of the HOG show. But um, check it out. We also have another design out there. It's a cartoon version of us. Check it out. Cookies? Oh, yeah, it's a delightful little doodle shirt of us. We look like cartoons. Cookies? And, of course, we have the classic General Admission Wrestling Podcast logo available in several different colors. And, of course, we'll, be, we'll always be adding a little bit more merch to the show, to the site. If you have any suggestions for T-shirts, certainly uh, leave them on the page, and we'll see what Come we on, can do. We're always open to suggestions. But I think and it's also, and also, and also no! while you're at tpublic.com, check out other people's designs. Tommy Salami, Pete Corvus. I think Four Eyes Ed is going to have a shirt out soon. Check them out. Come on. There's Definitely. A bunch, there's me. a bunch of great stuff on the website. Definitely also, check there, Also, there's two, like a, a lot of sizes. So if you're, say, for like a 3XL, they have it. 
Stop they it! Do. By the way, guys, even more incentive. If you buy a shitload of TV, if, you, if we start selling a shitload of merchandise, we can justify quitting our shitty jobs and doing this as our full-time job. Terrific. That's like, that is like. I wish on. I wasn't. Don't do that. But, uh, ben, before we go... That's a lie. I don't hate my job. My wife is no, fucking crazy. I think all of us here can agree we hate our jobs, but we have to do them. Yeah. My fucking job, my fucking job constitutes, like bagging up bags of plastic bottles for people and selling condoms and soup. And dealing with old fucks. Yeah, dealing with uppity old fucks. But, uh, yes, uh, plug our social media, man. Of course. As always, ladies and gentlemen listening at home, you can, fo you can follow the General Admission Wrestling Podcast on Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram and the Twitters at the exact same address at the GAWP Show. Once again, Instagram, Twitter, the GAWP Show. Follow us there for all forms of updates casual little jokes and little bits of memery going on. Follow us on Cookies. the Facebook and the Instagram for any updates. We'll tell you when our next interviews are coming up. We will be having the in addition to the uh, Good Hank Flanders interview, I'm editing it right now. We are going to have the the Nikki Adams interview available Put for that you guys. Sorry it down. It's so long, but we have, I had a lovely conversation with Nikki Adams <laughs> who just won the uh, Women's uh, Warriors of Wrestling Women's Championship, so good for Nikki Adams. See what happens when you come on our show. Yeah, see what happens. Oh, my God. Dude, if that's the case, I wonder if good Hank Flanders. Oh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll have to see what happens with that petition. And go sign that Go sign that petition that good Hank Flanders told us about. But um, also, you can listen to our shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and many more. And Podtastic. Don't forget those. You can follow any of the old backlogged episodes. Smoke follow us there. And, of course, day. we have them archived here on the Facebook. But, of course... Hit that subscribe button on any of your chosen formats, and definitely check us out because we have, every week, every third, every we're going to be next. We're going to be live next Wednesday. Just to clarify, I'm going to be MIA Thursday night, so we're going to be live Wednesday night next week. So not, not really, not, not live, but we'll be definitely be recording on Wednesday that night. night and, and check out the downloads on Thursday and Friday as usual. But um, I think that's it for this week. Just to clarify, we're sort of scaling the live shows back to maybe once, twice a month because you guys understand yeah. it takes a it takes a little bit of effort to do these sometimes. <laughs> so like, just be aware if we don't go live, we aren't dead. We haven't. Don't worry, yet. don't worry. We're just going back to what we usually do. We're just recording an episode and putting it out for you guys because we want to be good to all of our uh, to all the GAWP nation that listen out there in Audio Land on the iTunes and the Stitcher Radio and the Podtastic and all those good people out there. So once again, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Remember, don't ride, don't ride United Airlines. JBL is a piece of shit. And if you and don't forget, Whole Milk Mike, tell them. Join the madness. Indeed. We will see you guys next week. Once again, I'm Avenging Ben. Whole Milk Mike, check me out tomorrow at Fire Barrel. Come see me. I'll talk to you guys. We can shoot the shit. And we are out. See you next week. Later, guys.